This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. your host, Andrew Donaldson. This is Heard Tell. Ah, welcome back to Heard Tell. Okay, we didn't start the fire, literally in this case. No, I'm not talking about the Billy Joel song. We're talking about wildfires, Canadian and otherwise. Let's bring in one of our environmental friends. He does great work on a thing called the Sweaty Penguin. We'll tell you more about later. You've heard it advertised right here on Heard Tell. Happy to help him out. Ethan Brown, back on the program. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Love having you. <laughs> You're writing at the Hartford Courant because our poor folks up in New England are having a time with this Canadian wildfire stuff. Full disclosure here. I grew up in West Virginia, okay? If anybody's ever seen any kind of picture of West Virginia, it's all mountains and forests with very few exceptions, except for some of the river valleys and like Dolly Sods where it's just rocks. For, forest fires and wildfires are not a concept. They are an existential threat that you deal with twice a year at a minimum every year. I grew up around this stuff. I was a volunteer firefighter. I took my wildland course out in Los, you know, out in uh, Little Rock. Okay, I've done my wildfires. People don't understand wildfire. That's not hoses and buildings. That's chainsaws and shovels and a lot of grunt work. We have known for a long time in human history, once a wildfire gets going, there's very little you can do about it. The key to this thing is prevention, and then you can try to contain it a little bit. That's why they advertise it. The wildfire is 60% contained. It's 2,000 burned acres and 75%. There, that terminology has purpose, and it all goes to the two things. You either prevent it or you're stuck trying to contain it, and that's the heart of what you were trying to write about in the heart for corn. Turn down the noise on this news about wildfires a little bit. Yeah, I, I think the reason I wanted to write this piece is because I grew up in Connecticut. That was why I pitched to Hartford Current. And uh, my friends and family out there had not experienced wildfires. Um, I have lived in California for about two years now, so I haven't experienced ex- it extensively. But between being here for a little bit, plus my climate expertise, I knew something. And I wanted to share that even though climate change is worsening wildfires and humans have worsened wildfires through other means as well, there are solutions. There are very logical preventative measures that we can take that we are not taking for various reasons. And if we can communicate those things and do those things, that can improve the issue even as climate change may worsen it. Yeah, Ethan Brown joining us. Here's where we got to talk about this in a grown folk manner because I look, I I I would call myself a conservationist. I very much look, I grew up in the woods. I love the woods. I don't like woods getting tore down. I love the nature. I've traveled all over the world. I'm a conservationist. I want things protected. However, again, I got a little bit of a background in this and I grew up in an area where wildfires are a big problem. 
if you don't do preventative maintenance, and I know it scares people to talk about things like controlled burns, like clearing underbrush, which you need to do, clearing old growth that is already dead, that's serving no purpose other than being a bomb waiting to go off. Those are things that humans have been doing for a long, long time. There is very good science to those things. They didn't just come up with them. How do we communicate that to people who are honestly, con well, I don't want to start a fire. I want to conserve this space. This is a national park, state park, preserve area, whatever. They can have an honest question of why are we doing this? How do we communicate that this is actually good for the environment to be doing these things in the long run? Because big forest fire bad, controlled burns and clearing underbrush, it's not the best thing in the world in your point of view if you're an environmentalist, but it's a lot better than the alternative. Exactly. When you clear out that, that brush, when you clear out uh, trees via controlled burns or via timber harvesting, which can also make you some money, uh, those are a variety of different solutions that can really help. And that, that's actually something that is especially important with climate change. As climate change dries out forests and makes trees more vulnerable to pests and diseases, getting all that gunk out is is especially important because otherwise it's even drier than it would have been before and then it's just uh basically a tinderbox waiting to light on fire so those are really important strategies i tried to take a step in that direction by writing this piece and getting it out there and coming on here but i am by no means the biggest expert on it i hope that uh, others can try to communicate this too and communicate it from that solutions lens of we can improve this issue, trying to instill hope in people and just making them see why solutions like these can be really valuable. Yeah, Ethan Brown, I always talk to you about this because, again, people debate climate change to various degrees. You're further down the road on it than I am, but we can talk about it. How do we have that conversation? Because you mentioned it in your piece. One of the things with wildland fires is 85% of them are man-made. There's really no version when you boil it down that those are people that are not taking care of their environment. They're not being the old Smoky Bear ads. Only you can prevent forest fires. Well, there's a reason most forest fires are caused by humans doing really dumb or negligent things. That's environmental, too. It's not just this pie-in-the-sky doomsday clock. This is the practical place where even people that have an honest debate about climate change, we should be able to meet in the middle. And then when you get to something like the Canadian forest fires, and you mentioned the stats in there, how many people believe or don't believe climate change has a role in that, we can kind of not sidestep that argument, but can't we meet on the fact that, okay, humans cause a bunch of these fires and humans can do a lot to prevent them? Maybe start there instead of with the doomsday stuff or the same old arguments we're already having and see if we can gain a little ground here. Yeah, there's a difference between what causes a fire and what can make a fire worsen. Climate change alone does not cause a wildfire to happen. It's not like, oh, it's a 110 degree day, a tree spontaneously ignites. Uh, it has to come from something. And often that can be lightning strikes. But the statistic I found was that 85% of them were due to just human stupidity, things like leaving cigarettes or leaving campfires unattended. Or uh, there were so many stories of gender reveal parties causing fires or people not wiring their hot tub right or using their lawnmower when they weren't supposed to. So these are all things that if we just educate ourselves and know not to do these things when we're around a forest, which I'd assume if you're around a forest, you probably are a fan of nature and care about that forest, then we can improve this issue tremendously. 
what climate change then does is once the fire is started, if the forest is already drier, hotter, more disease ridden, more pest ridden, that can lead a fire to spread more easily and to worsen. So again, we have that from climate change, but that kicks in after we've already done something stupid to cause a fire. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, Ethan Brown, I ask you this almost every time you're on because I think this is an important part to keep harping on because I don't think the news media, and frankly, I don't think a lot of advocates on both sides of this issue do a real good job of communicating this. This thing like the wildland fires and the forest fires, this is practical environmentalism. This is practical stuff we can do. You mentioned it at the end of your piece. You know, this is something that locally you can do. You can contact your local, you know, Division of Natural Resources or DHR, whatever is controlling these things. I know at Fayette County, where I write a local column back home, we just lost a wildland forest fire uh, fighter this summer who lost his life fighting a wildland fire. That was man-made, and that man got charged with murder for it, which he should have. This is practical stuff in your community. This is base-level stuff. You can do this stuff. This isn't something you should just be shouting about in social media. You should be asking your local officials and your elected officials like, hey, what's our plan for forest fire season? Because there's a season to this. What's our plan for flooding or any of these other things? Talk about practical environmentalism because we never talk about that. We just scream the buzzwords at each other. Yeah, sure. I think this is a good example, like you say, where uh, communities can have a big impact in their own community. I think sometimes climate change feels so global, but it very much is a local issue, as is any other environmental issue. One thing I explored in the piece a bit, which I wasn't, I've grown more familiar with over the last few months, is the issue of permitting and permitting reform and how often environmental permitting procedures can block wildfire management just because it takes so long to go through the process. And by the time a forest management project gets through the process, there's already been another fire. Um, So there are things like that that are just 
common sense. Why is this taking so long? Why do we have to go through this process? Um, certainly it's important to know that a project helps the environment, but that process shouldn't be hurting the environment. So there, again, there's a number of things when we get into the politics as to how we can uh, accelerate this sort of forest management. But certainly, like you said, it, it is a community thing. It is something we can roll our sleeves up and get done together. Yeah, Ethan Brown. Tell people about Fuzzy Penguin because you attack this stuff with a lot of humor. You go at it from a very different angle than I've found anybody else's. It's one of the reasons we keep having you on on these issues. We're going to link to the piece in the Hartford Current. You can look that up as well. Make sure you read that. That'll be on the Substack notes. Let folks know where they can find what you're doing and explain it to folks because I really enjoy it and I think they will too, especially people that have skepticism or have kind of got, let's just be honest, you get burnt out with people just screaming doomsday at you all the time. Talk to those folks about checking out Sweaty Penguin and hearing you out. Yeah, the Sweaty Penguin is an award-winning comedy climate program uh, presented by PBS's National Climate Initiative, Peril and Promise. And our goal is to make climate change less overwhelming, less politicized, and more fun. So we kind of go topic by topic, news story by news story. We'll break it down, use some humor, um, also do a lot of focus on solutions and nuance and critical thinking, figuring out human-centric approaches. Um, I think that our approach has been really helpful in kind of bringing down the temperature slightly, bringing down the anxiety a lot, and making people see that even though there are serious issues, there's also a lot of reason to be hopeful and a lot of common ground we can find if we just have these conversations. Yeah, and we're going to keep having you back on to continue to have them. Again, this stuff has a spectrum to it, but it gets presented as Rampart A and Rampart B, and they just throw stuff. Most people are somewhere in the middle there. So I want to keep talking about these things. We'll keep having you on, and you hear about the Sweaty Penguin being advertised right here for a reason. Go check that out. Ethan, appreciate your time, sir. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Always great to be here. Yes, sir. All the music on Hertel is provided under a creative content license from MonsterCat.com. Folks, if you've listened to the Herd Tell program, you've heard our friend Gabriella Hoffman, but you need to make sure you're checking out her podcast, District of Conservation. It's a podcast exploring the nuances of true conservation efforts from D.C. and beyond. From topic discussions to exclusive interviews with conservation and energy newsmakers, Gabriella keeps listeners appraised of the latest news stories while elevating important voices. Listen to the District of Conservation on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are played. Folks, you've heard of Ethan Brown on the Herd Tell Show a couple of different times, but if you're interested in learning about how to discuss things like climate change without all the politics and doom and gloom, head over to his podcast, The Sweaty Penguin. Sweaty Penguin is a late-night comedy-style climate podcast working to add nuance, critical thinking, humor, and hope to the climate conversation. they got over 100 episodes already, breaking down weekly news stories and specific topics from the vanilla to the ADHD to the international accountability to orangutans. Yes, I know, it's a comedy thing, so just go with it. But each time, exploring different ways we can make progress on these issues while still helping the economy, health, security, and everything else we care about. Feel overwhelmed, exhausted, or excluded by today's climate change discourse? This is the podcast for you. Find The Sweaty Penguin wherever you get your podcast or at www.thesweatypenguin.com. This is the story of The One. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.